0: Welcome, everybody, to the Grind Pastor Pro podcast, episode 13. If you're seeing some strange smiles, it's because everything was a little bit scuffed five seconds before we went live, but we managed to sort it out. Obling's camera fell over, my mic stand broke. Yes. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous, but uh, we, we are here, and uh, we are not scuffed. Let's get it. Uh, I'm joined today with some fantastic guests, but before we jump right into it, I just want to remind everybody exclamation mark grind will give you the link to our discord server please do hop in come join us send in your questions for our guests um it's going to be a great episode so let's jump right into it uh, i'm going to do the usual thing i'm going to be like who
1: are you and why do we care so i'm going to start with you geo who are you and uh, why should we care the pressure on me first hey i'm Gio. Uh, i am an overwatch caster i recently casted contenders china season one uh i've also cast some other stuff recently i was at insomnia which is a massive land that we have here in the uk and i casted a load of stuff there um that's pretty much what i do <laughs> that's what you okay
0: that's that's like a really condensed version but that'll do yeah <laughs> well, i'm not gonna list off everything we'll be here all day <laughs> wow easy flex all right moving <laughs> along <laughs> obling uh, who are you and uh, why should we care
2: uh i'm obling i'm 23 i'm flex dps for shoes money crew eu uh and why should you care Hmm, um, i've been along around for a long time so yeah, yeah.
1: 23 years
2: yeah exactly 23 (laughs) years Uh, more like two i played with singularity in season one contenders i think so since then which is like what uh one and a half year ago
0: damn been around the block
3: yes (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: fivo who are you and uh, i just recently learned that it's not pronounced fivo uh who are you and why should we care (laughs)
4: um i'm fivo I quit professional Overwatch a week ago, I think, actually. But since I was done this, I'm for um Max contenders South America coach for running
3: and In
0: Fivo's spare time, he doubles as a Bastion voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <That's> so <laughs>
3: <destroyed,
0: laughs> oh god. And it's so bad because before we started, it was perfect. I think his camera is yeah. frozen as well. It's Yes,
3: right. <laughs> hey,
2: it's not my. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're going to give FIBO a minute or two to try and sort out his internet. In the meantime, Purge, who are you and why should we care?
5: Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Purge. Uh, I'm 18 years old. I've played Overwatch for quite a long time. I think since, since Season 2. But I haven't played the game professionally until uh, very recently, where I played in a team called No-U-OTP, uh, uh, which was the start of the team I'm playing in right now, which is now called Clockwork and Vendetta, and we're currently competing in the trials for EU.
0: Nice. all right that is all of our guests so uh, we're going to start off with a short interview for all of you guys so that was just your little introduction and now you get to tell us a little bit more about who you are and where you've come from Uh, the first question obviously Gio we're going to start with you again Um, (laughs) so just tell us a little bit about your esports journey how
1: did you get into esports where did it start and how did you get where you are today so actually all right I'm going to tell the the what is I deem to be a kind of embarrassing story because I was really interested in Overwatch since it came out. I played the game since like it came out. Actually, it's one of the only games I've ever pre ordered. Um, wow. And <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. Um, <laughs> but I always wanted to get into esports, but I was only ever into shooters. And I, for some reason, didn't think that was an esports thing. Like I had a lot of friends who were into esports in university, but they were all into things like Hearthstone and Dota. So my exposure to esports was only through them. And it wasn't until the Overwatch League became a thing that I actually realized that this thing I'd been wishing existed had existed for quite a long time. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I started watching that, going to it. And it, it kind of combined with a time where um, I was going through like a little bit of a hard time. I had a really, really serious medical scare last year. Um, and that was combined with me getting really burnt out from my degree. And so um, I was already not really interested in pursuing the master's degree and the intern, the prestigious internship that I had that I was supposed to be doing. And so I... Got to the end of my university year, which is about like June time, and I was like, I am just gonna leave. Like, I'm not gonna do my masters, I'm not gonna do my internship, I'm just gonna leave and I'm gonna try and go to esports, which was a massive risk, obviously. It's a crazy thing to sort of just do, especially as I I don't live with my parents, I haven't lived with my parents for years, I live on my own, I have to pay for everything or whatever. I had experience in front of cameras and I knew that I, I enjoyed it and that I was somewhat good at it. So I just uh, tried to get involved with stuff and I spent the last few months of 2018 trying to like build up some portfolio. And then from new year, 2019, I started actually getting like paid work and trying to spread my wings a little bit more and actually doing things. And it's uh, miraculously actually worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Love it when that happens. Things yeah, just feels good, man. <laughs>
0: so what have, what have you been doing lately because uh, I know that you're doing Chinese Contenders I think anybody
1: that's anybody knows that but I know that you've been doing a lot of other stuff on the side yeah so yeah I did uh, Contenders China because I actually hosted it last season, season 3 mm. um, so I wanted to still be involved in the region especially as like I would like to be involved with Contenders EU at some point but like that's there isn't exactly like an opening right now so I was like right. okay well I still want to be involved in Contenders I love tier 2 Overwatch um i almost watch it more than overwatch league potentially i haven't been timing um but i have been doing something so i've been doing a lot of hosting work with ea and working on um some apex legends content with them i went to poland with esl to go and work on their vr league um i'm hoping i'll get the opportunity to do some more of that because i really enjoyed working with them um i've been doing a uk-based tournament called arena clash which had its land finals a couple of weeks Uh, weekends ago which uh was really fun um and that was really great um so i've been doing yeah a lot of studio work and then obviously these uh these land tournaments because i did the insomnia tournament as well as the arena clash finals um so yeah basically just had a lot of stuff going on
0: Nice, glad to hear it. Um, I remember when when I first met you back in BGG. I think we were all a little bit green, and uh, <laughs> uh, it was really cool to see how you've blossomed and, and really oh. made a mark for <laughs> yourself in esports. So you to that. thank you. Thank you. Right, and let's move on to our next person. That's going to be Obling. Um, uh, so obviously we know that you're playing for SMC at the moment. Uh, yes. How did you start out in eSports? Was Overwatch your first eSports? Uh, how did how did this whole thing evolve?
2: Um, so Overwatch wasn't my first game. I played CSGO because like I had two older brothers and they're both like bo- both really into like CS and stuff. So I played on their PC in the beginning when I was younger and then I re- eventually got my own. I started playing for like a long time. I'm really competitive, so I always wanna be the best whatever I do. So I played for a long time and then like my friend, one of my friends was like, yo, this game is coming out, let's get it, let's play it. And I was like, okay, sure. And then I eventually started playing with him and then he got bored of it and I just kept on going. And eventually I got picked up by a team called Squid Squad, which wasn't good at all or something. We were like (laughs) tier three or tier four or something like that, it was really low. but some of the like the Danish players, like um, way back then it was like Lin and Nerfed in them, they realized I was decent at the game, and then they ended up picking me up, and we made a full Danish team called Casey Liddens, which eventually got picked up by Singularity, and that's like the way I got into Contenders. Yeah, so I got really lucky because I was Danish, so got <laughs> I got an easy way in, I would say <laughs> Yeah, and then like of course, after that. Um Singularity, we disbanded because we didn't make it to season two. Um, we 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 lost in Trials. We got beat by Six Snakes, I think, or something. And I got picked up for a short time by the Puppies. Puppies. Uh, what then I played for some open team. And then I joined NOS, which we did really, really well. We ended up top three, I think, in Trials. Yeah, just out of. And then I got picked up as sub for SMC. And then Polly... Polly went to one point and then I got to join instead. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's not much more, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, folks. Um, yes. That's a cool story, though, because it's it's very, like, tumultuous and kind of up and down. Um, a lot yeah. of guests we've had on have kind of had these, like, straight shots. Like, well, I did Open Division and then I went to Trials and now I'm in Contenders. Yay! Um, yeah. <laughs> for you, it's, it's been a little bit of a journey. Um, and for it's sure. like you know get to trials back to open division back to be like now i'm a sub and oh geez now i got to fill in somebody else's shoes and i actually remember chatting to recent and uh, him telling me how impressed he was with you and how you managed to pick up your role so quickly
2: uh yeah of course like uh, me as soon as i joined me and recent like we talked about it and we did like a review together like one-on-one and shit so we got me into the whole thing i tried to adapt as quickly as possible it took some time of course but Because I was a sub before as well, like, I got to see a little, like, how things work before, so it was a little easier than if I was coming, like, completely outside, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you guys are still doing well. Uh, thank yes. you for not relegated to trials. Um yeah. I was really <laughs> sad in your last game. I've been in every single SMC game. Hashtag nice. SMC. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> that last game was a little bit disappointing, but you guys will
1: still be in trials next, or not trials in contenders yeah. next season. So I look forward to that very much. <laughs> nice. Yes. I actually i sat behind mal's insomnia while he was playing oh you did game. yeah <laughs> oh. went, you were one of the people we could keep hearing <laughs> <laughs> like mal's fucking I mean, that was, was, like, it was like a mini crowd like i wasn't really saying anything because i knew oh, that. Okay. I, was, I was sat the closest to him so i didn't want to like oh, okay. making too much noise but yeah there was like a, a little like mini crowd i was just like sat oh my microphone i just sat there on my chair <laughs> like watching over his shoulder
2: yeah <laughs>
0: I'm actually impressed that you controlled yourself. I would have been there going, yeet! <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: really? <laughs> oh, no. I fangirl. I try not to. I'm not a woo girl. I like. I keep it like on the DL. That's why it's just a little, little like, yeet! <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> I don't want to be too much of a distraction, but I want it, the whole internet to know that I am there, uh, you know? Gotta make um... your mark. <laughs> 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 all right um let us a little bit about your esports journey how did you get into overwatch and casting and why oh my casting coaching is the word and uh, what prompted your leave from overwatch
4: um so i first of all i hope it works now. um so overwatch is my first esports actually um i got into it because of my friends um the reason I went to coaching, I started playing in Season 2. The reason I went to coaching is because I one-tricked Doomfist.
6: <laughs>
4: and I didn't think that any team wanted me as a one-trick player. Um, so I was like, let's start coaching. Because I always liked teaching people stuff. And I got this massive opportunity for Cell Academy in OD Season 3? 2018, I think, Cell Academy. Um, I got picked up, and then HCL, like the academy, was promoted. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And then I went to SA Contenders, because I got an offer. I did trials with them. It went well. And then I went from Caverna as head coach to Upgaming as assistant coach um, for playoffs. But like the scrim hours for me, because I live in Germany, were like 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., it was like with with my school that was starting at 7am till 4pm that was like killing me that was killing my back i had massive back pains um that was killing my mental health over the days weeks whatever and like i thought about quitting a lot um and then eventually i just decided that i can't take anymore but it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it
0: do you ever see yourself coming back in a more reasonable region <laughs> with better hours?
4: Yeah. Um, The thing is, um, in July, I'm actually moving to Shanghai. What? Um, so the thing is, <laughs> I don't speak Chinese. I don't speak Korean. So I was like, I won't get picked up for that region. And Australian contenders also has a time shift. It's not that bad, but it has a time shift, um, so probably not.
0: Oh man, that's so sad. Still, at least you you had your time and uh, on some teams that did pretty well as well, so yeah. it, it's cool that you had the opportunity to kind of um, participate and, and be involved and help some players grow, and I'm sure that they'll never forget that.
4: Yeah, um, I... Do hope so. And maybe <laughs> maybe I'll keep on playing competitive. Maybe I can reach four point six again. We'll see.
0: In in China.
4: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean <laughs> only, the really for, only the best ma- opponents. Only the <laughs> best U- opponents U- make U- you U- improve. Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
0: That's true. Oh, we'll be rooting for you. Hopefully one day we'll see you on in the, the Chinese contenders scene. Yes. That's actually pretty pog, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, finally, Purge, tell us a little bit about your yeah, so... journey oh. and why is there an oh, echo shit,
3: uh, <laughs> um. okay, okay, nice. <laughs> What? uh all right there we go yeah I, I i have no idea what that was, but uh apparently
5: there was some kind of echo going on uh uh I'm sorry, what was the question <laughs> i got I got distracted okay, I got distracted
0: <laughs> attention of a goldfish boys um-
5: okay okay shot <laughs> that, that's uh that's that's a bit cold
0: literally three people answered this question before you, so either you weren't paying attention. <laughs> No,
5: I'm just looking at Obling, looking at looking
0: at his phone like this. Yeah, he's like I mean, his I, phone I, up his nose. I was looking at that okay. too. I was like, "What are you doing, Obling? Are you good?" I, I don't.
2: It's think because it's okay. he has his he has his Skype mic on, so you can hear me. You like you can hear it through my phone, through no. my mic. You know what I mean? Like
1: oh, he was the yeah yeah. Oh, yes, okay. exactly. nice. So
2: that's why you saw my nose. I had to like try to fix it. If I could use it sounds too but I
0: don't know how to give you. This yeah, is yeah. literally the okay, best okay. episode ever. Okay, right. I think I can put it's it
2: really...
3: my
0: back out. This is such a
1: dysfunctional podcast right no, now. No, this
0: is
3: completely fine. Like, no, I mean
1: like I the the five most dysfunctional people. Just it's like oh, oh, come on. no you. We've got Obli, <laughs> we've got Purges Echo. It we've was got a Nari with her.
5: Okay. Listen, we're we're all good people in here. We're all
0: good people. <laughs> I'm good people. All right, all right, right, all right. Let's get this back on track. All um, right. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your esports journey. So how did you get mm. into esports and how did you eventually get into Overwatch and where you are right now?
5: Uh all right. So uh from what I heard, like a lot of people played really early on and like found some kind of career uh in contenders or open vision or whatever but uh, i started like really really recently like just going way back ever since i was like five years old i just realized that the outside world is boring so i just sat inside and played games all day uh so you know i I played standard games yeah i was i was like well the real world is boring so might as well go play games you know so i sat inside and i played you know like I, I picked up FPSs when I when I was like eight or nine, and you know played like old CS and stuff like that. And uh, eventually, when I was when I was like eleven or twelve, I picked up Team Fortress Two, uh, which I played for a really really long time. Like I think I have over five thousand hours on record playing Team oh, Fortress. Shit. Uh Sorry. and And uh, yeah, I just enjoy just rolling people in that game. Uh, I became <laughs> I became like ridiculously good at the game. Uh, so that was kind of my, my, how, I, uh, how I had fun in life. I just stomped random kids to try to play the game. But
3: uh, I basically <laughs> decided
5: that... I, brought, I decided, at, at one point, I decided that maybe I shouldn't bully people. That I just tried to... <laughs> maybe,
3: maybe. Fun. maybe! Maybe! Maybe
5: I should switch to another game that's not there, <laughs> and actually has a pro scene, and do well there. So that's what I did. Uh, Me and my friends, uh, we picked up Overwatch, Uh, I mean, my friends played it in season two or whatever, and they said, hey, this game's really cool. Hey, they they have uh, like Japanese archers and like ninjas and stuff. They have really cool like cinematics. Look at dragons, dragons is a good cinematic. So I watch it and I'm like, okay, I'm buying the game. And I bought the game. And, and instantly after dragons i instantly maimed genji right i had to main. yeah, yeah, yeah we all. Did, he, was, we he all did. was like my fantasy you know i, I was 16 yes. at the time i was like dude genji he's my man he's my man i identify with this man so i made genji for a lot of seasons i think i think i decided that okay well if i want to become as good as i was in skip 2 i got to grind this game 24-7. So that's what I did. My my friends, they were like chilling in silver and gold. And I just kept climbing, you know. I didn't stop, you know. Day and night, I just kept climbing. And I made it a goal that I would climb one rank every season. So season two, uh, I placed in silver. And then I went up to diamond. Season three, I was masters. Season four, grandmaster. And season five, I hit top 500. And then after that, I was uh, top 500 <laughs> player basically every season. And I would al- always make it like... Uh, like a challenge, you know? I would always pick different heroes to climb with, different tactics and stuff. Because I've always had that uh, that principle. I want to do new stuff. I want to become good at a lot of things. So that's kind of where my esports career started. Uh, I got a lot of attention by basically just playing on ladder, playing a lot of games. I, I, meme I, I don't really take a lot of ladder games seriously, so I have a lot of fun. I meet a lot of cool people and friends. So, yeah. And then eventually I decided that... Uh, when Overwatch League started, I decided that, wow, playing on a stage like that in a, in a team, having, you know, coaches and stuff, it sounds really cool. And you you hear, you know, when when soon pops off, you hear in the crowd, soon And then you hear, <laughs> you hear like, when Shadowburn pulls out the blade, I'm like, I want to be that guy. I want to be up there. I want to be on that stage. So I decided eventually that I would just take the game more seriously. Uh, but then I realized that, like, if I just follow the pros, if I want to be like Soon, or if I want to be like Shadowbird, I will never be better than them, I will always be living in their shadow. So I decided to, uh, very early on, mm-hmm. develop my own playstyle, my own heroes that I play, and uh, my overall, like, mindset around the game. And that's where my career started. It started with no UOTP in the last Open Division season. Uh, where we're basically a bunch of one tricks that like oh, oh let's play open division oh let's let's annoy some people <laughs> and we actually made it to the playoffs and we made it to fourth spot by playing orissa Rodok reaper may Lucio Adam. and i was like wow hold up a second hold up <laughs> okay so fourth place i was like okay if we take this seriously if we take this seriously if we just play seriously we can we can win this whole thing and that's what we did so that's basically where I am right now. Uh, I have a very, very nice team I'm very proud of, um, a lot of nice people, and uh, yeah, I'm very excited to continue my journey and uh, win contenders, hopefully.
0: This does not sound like the story of a one-trick.
5: No, it doesn't. <laughs> but I mean... <laughs>
0: Every season, I tried a new hero and climbed to top 500 with that hero because yeah. I wanted to be different and change it up and improve. And now I'm going to open division and I'm going to play one hero for the rest of yeah. my life.
5: <laughs> I mean, you've got to challenge yourself to really improve at the games. Even though I play Get- <laughs> Red retro at like a 4.6k level, I just felt like I'm just going to play Doomfist in the Sombra meta just to challenge myself so I can become really good at Doomfist. And that's what happens. So, you know, when I bring up my Doomfist, Oh, th- things are going to go down. I can you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm,
1: I'm yes. just thinking, like, do all, all, all those posts you see on the competitive Overwatch subreddit that are like, I'm in silver. Is it possible to go to Grandmaster? Just link them to this podcast. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Well, that's basically how, uh, how I got to my spot right here. Uh, I just felt like, oh, I want to go pro. So let's do it.
1: I feel like that's kind of like me with casting. I was like, I want to be a caster. So I just did it. it.
5: I mean, (laughs) put in the time and the effort and and you can go anywhere you want.
1: For sure. It's pretty inspirational.
0: (laughs) All right. That kind of covers the uh, the introductory... uh... Uh, interview portion of this we were a little bit over time but it was definitely worth it oh my lord Um, so let's get straight into uh, contenders playoffs and we are going to talk a little bit about trials in a minute uh, but we'll start with playoffs specifically covering the regions that we're representing here so we've got EU, China and America and let's start with South America because all the playoffs they are done and it's just the finals between Loki and Fury and um, So the questions that I have here, did the playoff bracket look as you expected? Were there any teams that surprised you?
4: Well, definitely. I think the team that everyone that follows South America surprised is Fury. Mm -hmm. Um, They beat X10, which is normally like the best team after Loki. And that like really surprised me. It's the only team the other matches like went how I expected them to end really. But that final is going to be really good. Since, but I, I still think Loki's gonna win because they're just <laughs> better in my opinion
0: there we go and um what about um e u uh opening specifically for you now? obviously you know we've got British hurricane and angry Titan in yes. the <clears throat> sorry in the finals. So, did that surprise you at all? Was that kind of. I mean, obviously, y'all were hoping that you were going to make the final. No team was hoping for like second, like third or fourth place. But um, (laughs) just in terms of how the matches went, because I felt like there were a couple of upsets during the regular season. So, was there anything that really stood out for you that made you go, whoa, I can't believe this just happened?
2: Mm, I mean, always like, against is pretty strong, but people started to figure out like how they did. They recently changed it again, but like, in the beginning like you know like last season gigante was really strong so coming into the season you would think gigante would probably end in the finals but like during the season you realize okay holy shit uh fucking british hurricane is insane and uh, angry titan is like i don't know angry titan is like so weird like unofficials like i don't know they just step it up and that's and like they're so scary they i don't know like they just show up like when they really show up they show up like, really hard so i'm not really surprised to see those two in the final Course, we should have been in, been in it, but uh, pretty shocking. It's just too good, honestly. Like they're really good.
0: I think both of those teams, watching them throughout the season, it's it's been the story of stepping up. Um, both of these yes. teams have a pretty sordid history. <clears throat> Angry Titans forever in that like second place, third yeah. place, like drifting in between there every single season. British Hurricane last year were a mess. Um, and, and, I mean, I'm not even, it's not even me being Don't me. You know, we, like, no, we, we spoke about this in the, in the episode on Tuesday as well about Sky Foxes, who had a team of like 26 billion players and 375 million coaches. And they were terrible. They went completely, they got rolled by everyone. And then they came into this season and they're one of the strongest looking teams. And it's, it's kind of similar with British Hurricane. They were looking pretty bad the last couple of seasons. And this season, they've really stepped it up. So it's yes. pretty cool to see them both in this final.
2: Uh, I heard that like they put in a lot of effort. Like They play a lot. They practice a lot. Like They really, really put in the grind to become the best of the best. So it, it's definitely showing off. Like They decided, okay, we're not doing that well. We're going to fucking like, turn it up a notch. And they're doing insane now. So showing.
1: Like, British Hurricane had some, like, identity issues in Season 2, because they just lost Craggy as well. Um, And so they were, like, Sort of a little bit lost because the the team and the the players and the roster that had got them to first place in season one wasn't there anymore, and so what they kind of got used to and knew to work for them like wasn't really it anymore. So obviously, then they got relegated down into into trials, and they started to pick things up in season three a bit. But they needed that time because they they brought on like new staff members and stuff like that. They needed that time to kind of refine what it was they were going for, um, and like ha- like what their strategies were how they were going to play people and obviously they've got like some like new members for this season they got danned they got Danned at the end of last season right and then they got numlocked new for this season but he's already an experienced player so like they were a lot more in a position and amongst themselves to actually be able to perform well um mm-hmm. whereas they'd obviously had like quite a roller coaster in like well last year
0: sounds about right yeah. <laughs> i just wanted to see if anybody else was going to chip and i always leave like a little bit of space there uh and then it turns into an awkward silence and then i have to make some shit up <laughs> um <laughs>
6: all
0: right and finally uh chinese contenders so you guys uh you've still got your playoff
1: um oh yes yeah, semi-finals semifinal. haven't been done yeah yeah so only only the quarterfinals have been done. Um, yeah it's looking interesting i think the the game the game to watch out for is going to be uh lg huya versus billy billy because these are the the academy teams for Chengdu hunters and Mm -hmm. for uh hungzhou spark respectively billy billy were really good they're very good um they like to play a lot of of goats they're a little bit more of a standard team but lg huya are insane like this this uh, this academy team have just like been amazing and the interesting thing is going to be who you know whoever wins that semi-final is going to have to most likely go up against t1w which we don't know for sure yet because they've got to beat lgd first but t1w kind of started the season so they won last season then they kind of started this season being like meh okay <laughs> or like you know they were just a bit overshadowed by uh by billy billy and they've mm-hmm. kind of creeped back up to their former selves a little bit this season uh well towards the end of the season sorry and so it'll be very very interesting to see who actually ends up taking the title i don't think it's too crazy to think the t1w could do it although i would like to see one of the academy teams do it i would like to see it either be billy billy or Lingan. yeah And uh, just in terms of the
0: the playoff bracket, were there teams that just completely came out of nowhere and surprised you, or has it been more
1: or less what you've been expecting? (sighs) Um, The thing is, in China this season was because you know we had the addition of three new academy teams to join team cc who were a shanghai's academy team uh there was a lot of like poaching uh from rosters so a lot of rosters have been really mixed up so for example last season the the team that sort of surprised everyone was flag gaming because they just turned out to have this incredible support line with mika and coldest and an over who is pretty much the best main tank in the region but they all kind of got split up they also had mg as well who was on the shanghai dragons who was um probably up against only high for the best diva in the region um and china is a region that sort of lacks good off tanks um and they have all been split apart so flag gaming are actually out in the quarterfinals this time uh so it's it's less to do with i guess there has been one team that surprised everyone th- in a good way i think the team that surprised people the most would be guangzhou academy who on paper look amazing and have actually performed pretty terribly like they they they're in trials Oops. they didn't they didn't make it into into playoffs um and they will be relegated and like they've got oh, who's that, that that's the team that's got like mui he, they have nero from na um like they have like decent players um and it it could be like a language barrier i think they are a mixed roster and they're working with an english-speaking head coach um but yeah, I would say most of the like big surprises in China this season have probably not necessarily been good ones. And it's hard to say that new academy teams have done surprisingly well because you sort of expect them to be good because they, they get the best players. Wait, but so... Now- oh, go ahead.
4: Guangzhou Academy is working with an English-speaking coach.
1: Yeah. So he's working with, uh, with Cuddles, who was one of the coaches for the LA Valiant.
4: And that's funny, because like, I think a while ago, I read an application for the coaching position for Guangzhou Academy, and it said only Chinese speaking coaches may apply.
1: Oh, wow. Wait, was yeah, it no, Guangzhou no. or oh. No, the Guangzhou Academy. Yeah, um, it was Guangzhou. I'll um huh. I can look up the roster. I never remember who's on what team. Alrighty
0: then. But now with the rules, because every first season of contenders, um, trials teams get an automatic not trials, uh, Academy teams get an automatic invite. So No, that's the first season.
1: Yeah, yeah but isn't either. that the
0: first season every year?
1: That's how every, I yeah, it. yeah. But oh, yeah. season two that won't apply. So for next season that won't apply because that's not the first oh, season okay, of the there year. You go. Uh yeah, so no, they have um they have MG, who I kind of feel bad for because he did so well last season. Nero, Only Wish, who is a two-way player. He's a Main Sport. Tizzy, Mui, uh, Rise, and Century. So, like those are names, like most of those are names people know. Like everyone knows who Tizzy is, everyone knows who Nero is. Well, most people mm-hmm. anyway and mui from like the world <laughs> cup you know um mm-hmm. and people will have heard of like only wish from when they were like announcing our rosters um so yeah Jeez. Bit of a so it sounds pretty <laughs>
0: spicy and i mean you know given all of this we can just go a little bit into the showdowns um how do you guys think the teams in your respective regions and particularly china and South America? are going to be doing against the, the, their uh, counterparts in the showdown?
4: So, I'm going to be honest here. I'm really happy because I think that low-key sports is going to be finally put in their spot. I think they're going to get smacked by every single team. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, they completely <laughs> smack every team in South America, but I think against the EU and any teams, they have no chance. They, they basically one trick somber goats. I think, oof, I think they're just gonna get destroyed.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be a difficult one to try and roll out with at the at the showdown. Oh. See, I I reckon British Hurricane will win the Atlantic Showdown.
2: I think so too. I yeah. think so too. Yep. Yes, I, I mean, they beat like us, so of biggest? course they're gonna win the whole
0: thing.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: but you, you guys haven't beaten Eagle Gaming, so oh,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus. laughs>
0: I don't know. It's difficult. I've been looking at some of the NA teams and some of them are looking pretty strong, but like, I
1: don't know. I feel like British Hurricane have just really stepped up this season to that point. I mean, point. na's arguably strongest team, which I, I don't know loads about NA, but from what I know, I would say was probably Mayhem Academy for most of the season because they were the ones who like beat Fusion University's streak and yeah. stuff like they didn't even make it into finals or like they, they didn't make it into finals or they didn't make it or they didn't win something like that either way they got beaten out um and what is it it's like envy and who is going
2: uh, Gladiators. Gladiator right? yes. legion yeah yeah, yeah. Yes.
1: let's go so the fact that like the teams that aren't even considered north america's best teams are the ones that are going does not set a very good starting point for them to win the atlantic showdown <laughs>
0: that's fair i actually expected fusion uni to come out on top there but um yeah i suppose surprises can happen although i do believe there are two in total three north american teams so two from na west and one from
1: na east oh yeah oh
0: they have to do the third
1: place match yeah to figure out who's going have they already done it i don't know i don't don't really watch NA. yeah Eh. point being pretty sure british
0: hurricane are gonna take it (laughs) i think so yeah Yeah, yeah, I um, think you're right. And I think now, let's just bring this back to Open Division. We were chatting a little bit about trials, so we've shot over to Showdown. Let's bring it back down to trials. Um, and this is kind of what a lot of people have been waiting for, uh, the chance to chat to Purge about Clockwork Vendetta, and oh. how you guys managed to pull off the upset of the Open Division season. Um, when when your roster was announced and everyone saw, oh, Clockwork and oh, it's these guys. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, and everyone was kind of like, oh, we got our eyes on you. And um you you came out guns blazing and you barreled through Open Division entirely undefeated. Not even the ex-contenders team, toting team, player team, team of Wind and Rain. They, I think they did the best against you. They, they actually managed to take two maps off of you in the round 11 game. Or no, sorry, not round 11, in the uh, winner's final. But despite that, they, they still weren't able to take a win off of you. So I think what kind of preparation have you guys been doing to get ready for this for the open division? Uh,
5: so uh, just to start things off, yeah, you're correct. Uh, they did very well against us. They took two maps uh, of our, uh, we won one game versus them, like 3-2 was really, really close. But uh, there was also another team that I want to mention and uh, actually like command. Uh, it's uh, called Crescent 2, which is a team that I really like,
6: mm-hmm.
5: uh, admire. And they were really, really tough opponents. And uh, they were also very, very close to to winning a game against us.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: But
5: I mean, the... The the thing about our preparation is that a lot of our players they don't have the time in real life to do scrims and to prep- mm-hmm. uh, prepare that way, so we decided that uh, well let's just practice as a team during the matches and, uh, and stuff like that and just do our best I guess with no scrim time so uh, so that's kind of what happened and we just decided well we might not win because we we can't scream and we get we can't like synergize properly we can't. We Haven't been together for that long. I mean, me and Minimi, uh, Katakomi, Mighty Moose, I mean, or and we've been together for a long time. But to, we've introduced uh, Engineer, for example. I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who Engineer is, uh, the legend himself. He's a new nice. addition to our roster and he's uh, he's a very talented player. Has so a very so, large uh... hero pool, <laughs> yes, very, very good hero pool, <laughs> very uh, admirable. Uh, so. We introduced some new players. Uh, we we brought in KG, for example, the streamer, and um, we we played a bit. But yeah, our prep is basically just uh, I don't know, go, go in there, do do your stuff, play your hero. That, that's it, and and it worked. I mean, what more can I say?
4: I mean, you're all so good at your
5: heroes. Of course, it will work. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing, right? Because. When I announced uh Vendetta, this is actually a pretty funny thing. Uh, I was like, well, if you want to go pro, we have to play GOATS, right? That's, that was the thing. You know, if, if you want to go pro, you've got to play GOATS, you've got to play 3-3, you're not playing 2-2-2. Two, 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 that clown fiesta stuff it ain't going to work. <laughs> not in the, the, the higher ranks. So we decided, we made a GOATS lineup, and then we realized, but oh, we're not good at GOATS and then we're like oh yeah and then we're like well what are we good at and then we're like oh where is the home and we're like okay go with it and uh yeah that's what happened we we made some roster switches we brought in engineer fit like a tr- and then uh yeah here we are
0: did, as far as I know, uh, engineer wasn't on your team when you no. guys played against Shoes Money Crew in the Tournament of Future Champions. I think Shoes uh, Money Crew was... being one of the few teams to actually beat you guys.
3: I
5: mean, I think he was like super new to the team, but I think the 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 biggest like uh, thing was that we we played like weird uh, supports we hadn't played together for really long, uh, but yeah, Shoes Money Crew was like the only team that like that like actually was like scary to face. I mean they're 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 Molfig, you know, the guy on Diva he, uh, shoots his bones. Molfig is insane. <laughs> yeah Molfig Malfig is crazy, Malfig. dude. Yes. I, I, when I when I see Molfig I'm just like that, that guy's a, he will make over Slick one day.
3: Yeah.
5: But uh yeah so Schusmanic crew is uh, so far the only team in the that's actually beat us in a tournament. I mean all the other teams uh, just uh can't beat us I don't know why I'm starting I'm suspecting that Molfig might be the op- in the entire world that can actually stop <laughs> us <laughs> so he's he's kind of like the, the antidote
2: yeah I mean when we when we uh, played last open against you mm-hmm. unless uh, was on the team as well yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it's something about it yeah 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 it mm-hmm. must be
5: it right yeah
2: yeah 100%. can
1: you be a runaway
5: uh,
1: probably <laughs>
5: I mean yeah, if they don't like if they sub in Moldfig or stuff no, uh, I mean it might be over it I mean, element, right.
1: element Mystic beat them, so, you know, it can be done.
5: Oh. Okay, highly <laughs> doable. Yeah.
1: Highly so, so you're saying that when you when you
0: face Choose Money Crew the first time, mm-hmm. you were still, like, figuring it out and finding your feet and whatever. So do you think yeah. if you guys make contenders, you'll be able to beat them the next time around?
5: Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I think that with uh, with the practice that we have uh, on our heroes and our big hero pools, we will definitely be able to beat Choose Money Crew. <laughs> The only thing that's scary is Molfing, though, because he's the only- he, I, I've said it before- he's the only man that, that has been confirmed that he can beat us. He's the only man. Do
1: you think <laughs>
5: not the, not the rest of the six? team! No, 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 him. Only you know? Only him. <laughs> at 3am, you know who? <laughs> you, wanna, you don't want to be there. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm sure I mean, he'll be true. very happy to hear that. <laughs> Molfing's biggest fan, right?
6: Yeah, I mean, he's scary. <laughs>
1: Well, in Trials, you guys are
0: going to be coming up against Young and Beautiful and Mm -hmm. uh, Eternal Academy. And then, of course, uh, Crescent Dew, Wind and Rain, and uh, Clash. Mm -hmm. Clash, who run your composition. Hmm. Um, (laughs) And they're also
5: doing very well. The student becomes (laughs) the master. Hmm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think you're going to do in in Trials?
5: I mean, the thing is that we're very confident. We know the ins and outs. Team. I mean if we play a team once, we just literally analyze, okay, this is the carry. If we kill him, we and that's what we did against uh Wind and Rain, for example, and Crescent 2. Uh and I think that because we played them before, it will be uh it will probably still be very close. Uh but I think we will eventually just come out on top. Uh but I mean against a team like Young and Beautiful, if you look at Young and Beautiful's current record right now. <laughs> It doesn't look very good. <laughs> they won like uh, what two maps, I think. In yeah, days. I mean, young and beautiful. There has to be something going on. Thing, I didn't they pick up uh, like uh, Jonah, like people from the previous Open Division, didn't they?
0: Like young sign. They actually. picked up half of. um oh, yeah. Of uh, fat.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. Then they picked up yeah, Jonah later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, they they signed uh, they, they signed that roster, kind of signed it. And it just hasn't been working out. And I think that Young Savage announced that he was uh, yeah, he, just he was he was leaving the team, or he yeah. was kicked, or whatever. So uh, that just is another sign that they they're kind of panicking. They're kind of having a little turmoil. You know they 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 need to they need to come up with something fast. You know. Uh, yeah, I a- mean,
1: sorry, I was just gonna say like this yeah. is also the thing, right? Is like people make their trials rosters and then they just change them again for contenders. So it's like trials mm-hmm. has its own thing. So like. there's almost like not that much point in putting so much stock in what the rosters are now because the chances are like even though trials is only like around the corner chances are now then it's not the same roster that you're actually going to end up facing Mm -hmm. And chances are it's probably going to get poached to death because
0: like Eternal Academy, for example, might be looking to change things up because whatever it was they were doing didn't work in the first season. So whether they're going to change possibly coaches or change some players, something is likely going to change. So the poaching fest is probably (laughs) going to start again uh, next season and that will cause... They'll likely poach from tier two teams who will then Mm. poach from tier three. And so everything is basically going to become a melting pot of just picking
5: and uh it could be it could be a bad thing because you don't up against but at the same time uh they have a very tight schedule to get teams and going and stuff but i was actually surprised yeah. about paris academy i took a, took a look at their roster they have a lot of talented players and yeah. same with young and beautiful so i'm I'm really surprised that they have the score right now so there are there are for sure some very like tough opponents in contenders i guess but yeah. uh, i'm fairly confident that uh we we'll, we we'll have uh, favourable matchups against uh, the majority of you. Uh, well,
0: the coach of shoes money crew almost panda. He's saying that Mulfig um, in Yab for trials. So <laughs> to, yeah, is that a kicking? <laughs> <laughs> He's kicking Mulfig. Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> that that it's a meme.
6: Oh, um, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> he is <was> thinking. <laughs> right, let's on our
0: team. <laughs> Imagine. Okay, okay, but now Obling, now you've got the inside track because has uh, just said that what they do is they pick out the strongest player and kill him first so yeah no now one i one know <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 and um, round and round we go yes
2: and we begin <laughs> then we just put everything into mouth and it'll be fine
0: okay. i actually but, think yeah. that uh, this season of trials and contenders is going to be a pretty spicy one yes i'm looking um,
2: forward to watching it for sure yes <laughs> clockwork <laughs> is always fun to watch
0: I'm looking forward to hopefully Uh, casting it. Fingers crossed.
5: Yeah, (laughs) we'll (laughs) arrange (laughs) something.
0: All right, um, let's let's wrap up the contenders' bet for now. What I do want to say is I would like to do some um, bets at the end of the show about uh, either showdown or playoffs, and it's always it's silly bets. So funny things that you guys are willing to do if you lose. Some examples: we had um, Ham Tornado did a shoey last year when she lost the contenders' bet. Uh, I ate a chili pepper on an episode of the grind and I had to like, like I ate two chilies, and then I had to do the whole episode. Um, Hoopasaurus said he was going to dye his hair blue. So, uh, and then we had some, some bets very recently, just tweet bets. So I think it was like Opti said he would tweet NA better than EU, no context or whatever. So just fun silly little things that you'll do if you lose your bets. So start thinking about that now. Chat, if you have some ideas, please send those through. Uh, I will try and grab them. And before we move on to the next topic, just want to remind everybody that exclamation mark grind will bring you to our Discord server where you can drop some questions for the guests. We will be doing a Q and A at the end of the show, so please get those questions in. Um, I feel like there's there's a lot of questions that that are probably mulling around in people's heads, so I'm telling you now so that you have some fair warning before we get into that. So the next topic that I wanted to discuss is going to be a little bit about the changes that have come into the game recently, and by recently I mean like now. Um, the biggest one I think. Uh, possibly for for clockwork, is going to be no more stacking in GM.
5: Hold up
0: <laughs> <No, no>. hold <laughs> Okay.
5: Um, well, if I if I can just uh, if I can just uh, talk about this topic because I I've been really this. Um, if I can start, uh, yeah, of course. I just want to like first of all, I think that Blizzard needs to make up their mind. Just straight off the bat, they need to make up their mind. Because, first, Blizzard makes it so that uh, you can make your profile private, and uh, then they, they make it so that, like, they made the game so you can't see score, you, you don't have any information, like before. Uh, you could just uh, literally browse through through the like uh, like your team, when, like when you start off. In like 10 seconds, you could be like, okay, that guy's main, like, that guy's off, the- that guy's DPS, and then you just say boom, 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 and then you have a team. But now, people have private profiles, nobody's talking, and it's, it's very it's, it's very weird, you know? And I think that's that's why a lot of people in the EU stacked, because not only was there a language barrier, but uh, because there's no information or people talking, you, know, you don't know what to do in your team, you know? So, I mean, you're putting, like, DPS players like Tabu, he's, he's sitting on, like, Mercy and stuff, and he's like, oh, do I play Bunker here? Uh, I guess we're <laughs> playing Bunker. And, and he, I mean, he's a, he's a tracer god at 4.7k. So I think that this could probably be a good change, but the thing is they need to bring back so you can actually see profiles and they need to like show stats so you, can, so you know what's going on, you know, because in a team game, you need to know what's going on and you need to synergize with people. And you can't do that without communication and information. Fair point. Um, I honestly think it's a really good
2: change. Like it's gonna change that it actually um like how do I say it? That top ten is actually, you know, like you're good if you're in top ten. Like it actually matters to be high rated, I think. I think with stacking it's very easy to do it because stacking is OP. So with the new change, people is actually gonna care for their rating. They're actually gonna try harder in their games. You're probably gonna get way better games. Um so I think it's a great change,
4: to be honest. Well, I I think it's um it's an uh the... It's not a good change. I think it's like taking a possibility out of the game. I think you should be able to play with how many and with as many and whoever you want in any rank. I mean, maybe the top 50 or top 10 will change. Maybe the French six stack will get out of it or something. But like, I think it's kind of silly. I think you should be able to stack with three friends. So what?
0: The problem comes in with those like 3 a.m. 6 stacks that are basically farming free SR and it really irritates people. I think that's one of the biggest complaints that I've heard
4: yeah.
0: uh, about stacking.
4: But I mean, at the same time, you can still do like win trading or whatever. And I think especially now that stackers can't get their SR at 3 a.m. anymore, they will just win trade at normal queuing times and that will ruin games.
0: Can you win trade if you can only stack as two, max?
4: Yes.
2: I mean, if two people queue, and then like one other guy that's not in the group queue at the same time, to get in the same game, then maybe, yeah.
4: One throws, the yeah. other one wins.
5: Maybe. Hmm. Does yeah. that
0: sound like a viable issue, though?
5: I mean-, I mean, there was a report by Overwatch PD, the Discord server, like yesterday or two days ago, that people were win trading, like, 2 p.m., like literally at noon, uh, mm-hmm. there were like reports of wind traders like left and right, you know? So, hey, it's the Wild West right now. You know, it's kind of like a circus. Really. You don't know what's going to happen.
0: Jeez. That's kind of a scary reality, though. So and has this has this um, cropped up as a result of the, the stacking change? Or is this just something that's been going on?
4: I mean, wind traders have always been there, I think. Um, when you look at the Overwatch PD, there's always like people reporting wind traders, but I think now there will just be way more in the game. Hmm. Okay, yeah, Maybe we're... that's,
3: oh, sorry,
1: uh, oh, no, maybe
3: that's going gonna...
6: to, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you go, ahead, not... you go ahead, you go no, ahead.
1: Oh, all right, fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to add, because I haven't, and obviously like, I don't play at GM, so like, it's way less my issue than it is like, of, you know, all you guys's. I think the the thing is, there are like two sides that I've mainly seen to this argument. And um, for most people who I think, like, from what I've seen, anyway, most people I think probably share an opinion with Obling. And like people who like, in solo queue or whatever, like, there is so many more negatives to coming across like a stacked group, than there are to actually gain. Um, but um that could mean that that it might be a good idea for blizzard to like implement a different kind of game mode allows you to do that um and actually encourages like having like predetermined teams like maybe not even necessarily uh name it as stacking but almost like like how you'd have like uh like scrims or pugs in like a custom game lobby but but as a a matchmaking thing um and so it could be that they can have like both. But I think it it seems like it's been important to a lot of people to, that stacking that highly in GM isn't available. Like it seems to be something that a lot of people don't like. Um, so I'd imagine for the majority of people at that elo, it is a good change.
4: I think it's it's funny because um, I see a lot of people like on Twitter or something at the end of the day, they cry about how they lost 300 SR because they queued into 5-4 stacks, and they just lost because they're all trash and stuff, and they want to solo queue and get good games again. Um, but I think it's going to be the same now with all the win traders, and now people are going to complain about the win traders. It's going to be the same problem, I think.
2: I mean, maybe, yeah, it's going to be the same, but, like, something needed to change because, like, if you queue, like, you solo queue or duo queue and you meet a four stack, like, and people don't really care, right? So if you solo queue, some people are, like, just on the smurf, like, doing whatever they're not going to communicate, they're not really trying, they're playing maybe off roll or something. Like, it's so hard to win the game if the other team has four people that is, like, really trying to play the main role, trying super hard. So, like, they needed to change mm-hmm. something. So i like to change. Maybe the win trading is a problem, but we need to see, I think.
4: I mean, I kind of like the solution of Geo, to be honest, but I have a question for that. Would there be separate SRs for the one system where you can group and the one where you solo queue?
1: Good question. I honestly haven't thought that far. I've just seen basically like a number of people discussing these things. And this is one of the the kind of solutions that I've like seen people come up with. I guess that you would probably have to do that. Um, because, yeah, obviously, like you stacking is probably going to give you more of an advantage and now you to get a higher SR than if you're solo queuing. So maybe, maybe it just wouldn't even, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is see. This is why it's not my job. But um, <laughs>
6: yeah.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, I, I guess like a solution is not going to be come up with like right on the spot, but it would probably be something that would have to be considered if they were to implement something along those lines.
2: Um, I want to go back to what Perch said. I it's just really short. I 100% agree that the private profile thing needs to change, by the way. Like, I agree yeah. with that. Is, yeah, I just yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> like you have no idea, like, what people you play and stuff. Yes, especially
4: like... especially when people are in Smurfs and they're yeah. like level 100s and they just pick Tracer and you don't know if it's a main tank just trying yes. to throw
5: <laughs> the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's kind of like my point that um if you want to make like a solo queue environment safe everyone's happy you know when i queue right now in solo queue uh when in EU especially if you guys follow EU I mean overwatch you know how bad this this stuff can be you know um but basically when I queue in as solo uh like there's gonna be games where there's no one talking there's private profiles I have no idea what people play I have no idea like if people like uh, have been GM forever, or if they, they just got GM last season, you know, I have no info. And it, it's so, just so difficult to build a team like that. So that's kind of like my main point that they, they need to bring back, like either show stats, introduce a role queue, or remove private profiles. So you can actually get synergy going in the team and actually like have a, have a viable, you know, environment.
2: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree but i think it's gonna change when people start caring for being high rated
5: that's also a very good point that you made that people will yeah because top 10 now would be insane yes like it matters so like if
2: you're top 10 after the new thing it's gonna like mean you're insane like and i remember back in like season two where people like there was some like sometimes where there was like really
3: good games where everyone like trying insanely hard and stuff i'm really hoping that that will come back yeah. That's why I think it's like, a- yeah. <laughs> Season four. Yes.
0: <laughs> Soon TM. Uh, that was kind of the biggest thing that I wanted to talk about just in terms of changes. Um, and we are kind of running a little late here. Um, we had quite a bit of fun, so let's just get straight into our next topic, which was going to be the world cup. Um, mm-hmm. this is not obviously being confirmed for 2019. Um, but so far all the information we've received has been kind of limited and a little bit ambiguous um, and I'm just wondering what are your thoughts on every game being played in Anaheim um, like what kind of repercussions can this have in terms of like practice time and financial support um, you know how, how do you think this will limit the talent that can that can go to the World Cup
1: Right. I, okay, I want to start. And I'm probably going to sound like devil's advocate because a lot of people have had their complaints. One major thing that it's going to massively improve is quality of the broadcast. It is like not a secret that there were some issues with broadcast production in the World Cup stops last year. It is going to massively improve that, not only just the broadcast, but also the setting. I don't know if any of you guys have actually like been to BlizzCon. I went last year, so I actually watched the World Cup. Uh, I also went to the Paris stop as well. So I got to see like one of the stops and the actual thing. And it was insane. It was insane. So like the fact that they'll have that would be great. A lot of people are talking about like um, the cost to like fly teams and the fact they only want to pay for 10 teams to be there and things like that. Um, it's, It's definitely like been a, a compromise let's say like it's 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 very different it means that um obviously like with with the, the world cup stops that we had last year if you were competing in that you would get flown there etc um even if then you didn't make it to the finals like and you won in the top 10 you were still actually having that paid for you but i would imagine that what they have done is have a same if not very similar budget to what they had last year and they are trying to condense it down into something a little bit more coherent. Um I don't know what the prize money is this year. So maybe like that will change. Like who knows? But the the amount that it costs to have all these different stops and BlizzCon and fly every single team competing and then all of the playoff teams uh, is insane. And also you, you got to pay for the visas and shit because they're going to be working um, like that, that is a monumental cost. And if they can still have the same event, which a lot of people didn't think was going to happen because they thought the gauntlet was going to be in place of the World Cup, they mm-hmm. can pay for the top 10 teams. So the teams that people actually care about, um and that sucks for the people that sucks for the people what What i mean by that is like it sucks for the people who are in the teams that aren't in the top 10 but as someone who is watching the world cup to view an event rather than you know so the people who are going to be buying blizzard con tickets and going there um that they will be seeing like the best overwatch there i suspect crowdfunding will probably end up being a major thing and given how like passionate the community is i don't expect that to fail i know that obviously in my case the uk will end up getting paid for that like they're in anyway. Mm -hmm. but if i were in that situation where i were from a country that weren't in the top 10 i know i'd be happy to donate to a crowdfund for that and that will probably end up happening but um i just think it's probably going to make for actually a better event um it will suck for a number of people that they won't be more local but look Mm -hmm. at any major esports tournament in the world it's got to be somewhere and blizzcon is in anaheim and yeah it might suck that it's not in like your city on like whatever continent wherever but it has to be somewhere um so it's changes but like i don't necessarily think it's going to be bad
3: Uh, uh I think you're right with that, but like for example uh
2: like Denmark, I think we we don't get paid for, so we need to you know do the funding, and which I don't know if it's gonna like you know if it's gonna happen or not, but I think we have like insane players, so it really, really suck that we're not gonna go because we can't get the money if that makes sense
4: so for me it's like for many players going to these separate stops in paris or something for them that's a world cup because they're not going to make it to the playoffs in anaheim so like that's their Mm -hmm. dream and i think a lot of people if they have to pay for their own flights and stuff the crowdfunding doesn't happen maybe Mm -hmm. say in germany or whatever they're not going to compete and like the whole team and the whole staff is going to be so scuffed it's going to be just people who can pay for their flights.
0: Yeah. Well, I know specifically Fisher is doing like a 20 or a one month long charity stream to try yeah, and. Yeah, so.
3: Denmark, yeah. Which I think
0: is pretty damn cool. If, if more people can get involved in stuff like that, then it can possibly make it happen. But overall, I think it is going to be difficult for a lot of teams to actually get there.
4: Oh, yeah. And about the scuffed part as well, I think that's like moving on to the next uh, topic a bit. But that's also with the AIDS restriction. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. really like, yeah, that's weird.
1: A, do we know why they've implemented that?
0: My suspicion is that it's now becoming an owl scouting ground. Less of a, like an yeah. overall show match and more of like, this is talent that we can pick up for our teams right now as opposed to yeah. someone like Eclipse where it's like, well, we got to wait two to three years before we can actually pick him up
4: yeah that's the thing. I think if people like pop off in World Cup and like or league teams are like, "We want that guy on our team right now, but we can't, then that's kind of that's kind of fucked up, and it's supposed to give players a lot of exposure, and that's what it's doing right now yeah,
1: yeah
2: yeah, like World Cup is the like the biggest exposure you can
1: get yeah yeah, it definitely felt that way last year where like so many people ended up. Like getting jobs and whatever off the back of the World Cup, and like even if they were too young or like they didn't get jobs, like the fact that they had so much exposure and were spoken about so much has done wonders for their career. Yeah,
5: yeah. Like I think that uh, a lot of what you said, geo is uh, is true. Like if you want to have this event every single year, uh, like the costs will just be uh, like there will be so many like things you have to keep in mind and and do uh in order to keep this event running, especially if you want to like invite every team and all that and pay for all that and get the visas and stuff, that's gonna be really complicated. I think this is positive because not only will this serve as like Overwatch League Scouting round. So when you when you see someone, you know like, oh that that guy's actually good. Like uh let's 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 take uh let's take uh, the UK for example. Uh there's you still had the people like Kib, you had mm-hmm. the fusions and stuff. Uh, and people are like, wow, these people are actually really, really good. So you will still have those kind of moments where people see players from all around the world and they will say, uh, uh, Guxue is pretty good. We should pick him up for a team or, or like uh, yeah. make a roster with him. So that's really good. But the, the only bad thing I feel about this is that you will most likely never see a lot of young talent that we have in a lot of regions. Uh, I know, for example, that... For, uh, British Hurricane just picked up Sparker from uh, from EU ladder, which is a very very young. Uh, I think he's like very, 15, 16. Yeah, he's he's a very very talented. He's player. And if Sweden ever go World Cup, well, we won't see him. Uh, <laughs> and it's the same with like Eclipse and and all these like great players. So that's that's the only bad part. I feel like it's going to be like an 18 only event. So a lot of the younger people that play the game, like. If this was early like if this was season two or three I would just be like 16 I would be like oh I, I can't I can't play yeah like- yeah
1: I, I, I definitely agree that I think it's a shame with the the age limit um and I can understand why they are doing it if they want to have like the immediate ability to be able to pick players up but yeah. um i do think it's a shame because there is so you know after like working on contenders and and um trials and open division and seeing all like the talent that come through like a significant portion of it is under the age of 18.
3: yeah
5: and i <laughs> want to add that uh, if i can just uh, say one final thing about the age thing that uh one of my teammates for example like it just means extra much me because uh people on, on clockwork vendetta um we've had people who are like under 18 and stuff and they're really good players but they will probably never get the opportunity to play for their country or get exposure that way so that's that the other people got to do last year
4: yeah same for my like uh duo partner he like tweeted out i think so like this was his dream for years now he's 16 i think um and he won't be able to do it and he doesn't think he's gonna make like he's gonna get enough exposure to get a contender's offer or something without world cup so he's like really devastated
0: mm. and that's true because a lot of players from the last uh world cup did actually get picked up onto uh if not contenders teams high tier 3 teams um which then eventually would have led to contenders offers so Hmm. the whole idea behind the show match was so important for a lot of players uh, especially those that weren't able to do well in the tier three because of the way that the regions work for for open division for example eu um there are tons of fantastic main tanks but the best main tank in austria for example might not be the best main tank in eu So they might not be on the best T3 team, but they might have been on the World Cup team and that might have put them on somebody's radar. So it's things like that that do make it a little bit unfortunate um, just in terms of the age thing. I understand that Owl needs a scouting ground, but yeah, it's it's a bit of a double-edged sword there. Yes, for sure. All right. Um, I think that probably brings us to the end of our scheduled topics for the evening. So we are going to dive into those questions. Um, unfortunately, I only have like two questions, and both of them are Uh, both of them are for purge. Um, (laughs) I feel special. well, you've upset the entire tier three team, so. Oh,
3: awesome. uh, thank you.
0: <laughs> um, I do my so, best. please, guys, uh, this is last chance. If you do have some questions for any of our guests, please do get them in. I see Obling is in- immensely popular, and no one. Yeah, I don't him. know. Because <laughs> he looks like Jimmy
1: Neutron, and he's sixteen. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, holy. He so, actually uh, does look like Jimmy <laughs> Neutron.
5: <yes. Yeah. laughs> why do you have your hair like that, <laughs> uh, I just question. gotta say. That's first question of the
0: evening. Why does your hair and like, like you mine? Like really?
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's actual good cosplay, man. You should look into it. Yeah, thank you. you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, cool. So if Obling loses his bet, he's cosplaying Jimmy Neutron. Cool. I'm okay. um,
3: okay. <laughs> <okay. laughs> to see that. I'd pay for that. Dude, <laughs> mood. <laughs>
5: we'll,
0: we'll start GoFundMe to pay for the costume.
5: <laughs> Just do it right now. Alright,
0: uh... um... Let's get into those two questions. Also, guys, we want to do the funny bet. <laughs> think of something for our guests to do should they lose their bet. Please drop that in the chat as well. So first question yeah, that I have is, um... <laughs> what do you think of the stirred pot that you guys have made in the Tier 3 scene?
5: Um... I don't know what you mean by stirred pot, like...
1: You've, like, shaken things up upset everyone. Yeah,
5: Yeah. like, people are just surprised that, oh, wait, a team that didn't play GOATS actually won. Like, whoa, this is super, like, unique and stuff. But I just feel like... It's not that, like, um, surprising, right? Because a lot of people during the GOATS meta kind of forgot how to play the game. So now when GOATS is, like, back in the meta... Or, or out of the meta, sorry, uh, and people try to play goats. It doesn't work out well. And then when they have to flex to other roles they haven't played in like ten years, uh, it's not going to end very well. So I mean, we were we came prepared. We've been playing this uh, since since forever, man. I mean, we're we're ready. We're ready to to do even more. And uh, I mean, I, I didn't really doubt my team going into the open division. I just felt like a lot of the talent that was like. Cafe and his team uh, and uh, Novus, a lot of the players, like all plan and stuff, you guys remember all planned? A lot of people yes. from like old, super good high tier uh, Open Division teams left and they went into Contenders and I was like, ah, okay, so now we win. That was kind <laughs> of like the, the mood there.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, old plan uh, slow and JK is on SMC now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, JK true. is insane. Yes.
0: JK is nutty. Yes.
2: Best Winston, you, for sure. Yes, for
3: sure. <laughs> He's insane.
0: Yeah. 100%. Alright, um, then the next one was, uh, what do you see in the future for Clockwork Vendetta? Uh,
5: well, hopefully, uh, as you guys know, there, there has been an announcement uh, by Blizzard that they will be forcing teams uh, to make Academy teams, right?
3: Mm-hmm. So they yeah. they
5: will force like all the teams that don't have an academy team to make one, which you could say is bad because then the grassroots like teams that want to build from the ground, they they will have less of a chance because they don't, don't get sponsored and that stuff. But because they make academy teams, that means that Clockwork Vendetta can be signed for Chongdu Hunters academy team, and we can have like uh, the 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 they team. They already have one. Re-
1: they already have an academy team. Yeah, what? They have one. Yes, it's called yeah, LGE Huya, and they're like the best team in China.
5: How come nobody told me this?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: My dreams are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going I get picked check up your on spam Chandu? Filter, oh no! So oh no! My dreams. Well, okay. It, the future for Clockwork Vendetta is uh, Overwatch Slade. I mean, we just win. We win the trials. We win Contender. Uh, and when we're number one, uh, there will be like an organization, like. Ah, these people play very very wonky stuff yes they will very very good promotion and then they sign us and then we get a big like gaming mansion with like uh, with uh, stuff <laughs> and we finally can buy either a pc you know either <laughs> our main support he plays on 30 fps and he plays like Zen and stuff like 30 oh, fps so warrior yeah the, Dude, I he needs that a that new pc you, we up, need, you to know, need to my- get sponsors <laughs>
1: Popping <laughs> he popping heads. Oh my gosh.
5: Yeah. Dude, he's insane. He's crazy. He literally won with 6s and stuff and he, he trances to get back to the team. Like his playstyle is like <laughs> above 500 IQ, you know? <laughs> so we felt like, okay, but we have to win contenders then. Then we can get him a proper PC. So that's kind of the goal for Clockwork Panetta right now. Get Sutra a PC. Hashtag, uh, give Sutra a better PC.
1: Okay, everybody, get that yeah. trending on
5: Twitter.
1: Yes. <laughs> I I switched Overwatch onto thirty FPS the other day just to see what it looked like, and it made me feel sick. Uh, yes,
5: <laughs> he plays he plays on like a dollar store like mousepad, and he has like, <laughs> like like one of those fat ass screens, you know, like these these big screens that they see us on back in the day. He plays on one of those. I don't know how he does it, but. Natural yeah, current. like on
2: Winston, like, main tank, maybe, maybe on main support, you can do it, but on, like, said it's Zen,
6: incredible,
5: yeah. like, oh wow. Yeah, they yeah. got the guys guy nutty, so we are like, okay, well, let's get him a PC done. <laughs> so that's the goal, at the moment.
0: <laughs> Alright, um, next up is pretty much, uh, I, I've got some more questions now, yeah! Uh. What? This one's pretty general, uh, do any of you guys have exciting plans For the future and now this is not like this is the dream so clockwork vendetta to to owl but like actual solid like (laughs) 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 he always looks so heartbroken i can't deal
5: (laughs) it's gonna happen i know (laughs) it's gonna happen i'm I'm confident
0: but um so in terms of like actual solid plans um is there anything that you guys have that's really exciting that's coming up
3: uh
2: (laughs) I mean I'm still with SMC, we're doing tryouts,
5: but nothing yet. Uh
0: tryouts yeah. leaks.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tryouts. I mean you you better you better tell us where <laughs> 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 They're gonna
0: be uh, looking up <laughs> Yes.
2: <laughs> but yeah, nothing nothing yet.
4: Huh. Yeah, you but pretty much same for me. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I mean, this as the, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say, as with the nature of like being freelance, there's stuff that's like, oh, this could be happening, but like no contract signed, so Yay. gotta or just no leaks. Yeah, um, no, my life's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's worthwhile to leak.
5: Oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> oh, no. people
0: dm me leaks and i'm not allowed to tell anybody so i just sit here with mm. all of my leaks
1: wow look yes. at you flexing your contacts <laughs> <laughs> no leaks
5: <laughs> some more fake leaks it's a bit of a yeah. <laughs> all
0: right um moving swiftly along before anybody takes notice of that obling how yes. do you feel you compare? To other brig players in Europe, and I've studied uh,
2: man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I think brig is one of the hardest roles to tell because I think brig is—it's not mechanically insane, right? Like, of course, it requires a little bit, but it's mostly like about decision making, uh, having big brain, but it's also like about I think like maybe 50% is like how your comes is. So I can't really tell for sure, but I think... I think Leaf is insane. I think Vasili is insane. I think Erki is insane. So I would say I'll take top four.
3: That's fine with me. Top four you Brick. Very humble.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so the next question is, who's the best Brick player?
2: Oh, um, <laughs> Vasilidis. Vasilidis.
1: Okay, Facility.
2: Yes. like he, I don't know how he does it, but he always knows when our Lucio has beat and stuns the beat, like i never seen, like Gustavo mm. gets so mad every time, like he says Vasilidis is the only guy that fucking does this, and he keeps stunning the beat, <laughs> like, he, it's insane, so I don't know, Vasilidis, yeah.
1: I want that to see him now.
0: Happened, that happened in the in the OD Grand Final where Wind and Rain uh, took Eichen Vault uh, off of Clockwork and it was purely off of bashing the May out of, out of the... Okay, okay,
6: <laughs> okay. Don't <laughs> talk about that. No, no, no we talked about <laughs> that
0: May ever. That was Come such on. a good play. <laughs> 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 big brain, big pray, bleh, brig plays. Words are hard. Um, More questions for, for Obling and I'm pretty sure this is also a Molfig. <laughs> when do we see more Genji?
2: <laughs> oh my god. When Panda allows it, I would love to play. As, I would love to just play only Genji. Like, that's the, even the reason I became FlixDPS. Like, the first three seasons, I just wanted Genji, like, when I play, And then now I play Brick, so it's completely different.
1: W- was it because of the dragons, though?
2: <laughs> no. I don't know. I just... What? <laughs>
1: the
4: dragons? <laughs>
5: Dude, this <laughs> insane!
2: <laughs> no, it was more because of like, as Per said, I like to um, own noobs, so with Genji, you can kill more oh. people. So, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I know uh, Genji is one of the more flashy uh, heroes, I think. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. And now with Break, you never notice me. You never notice <laughs> me. I do anything.
5: Dude, so, <laughs> it's uh, unlucky for Flex like DPS players. Yes. Yes. People can play Pharaoh
3: Junk.
1: Genji, I was gonna say, like, I mean, whenever I think of like, whenever I see your name, I always think of your Farah.
3: Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, so
1: yeah. You're not associated with Brig.
2: <laughs> that's good, that's good, <laughs> you're that's one good. Person one person. <laughs> I mean, I try, at least now when I play Brig, when I get my one map of playing DPS, I try so fucking hard. Because I want to show that I at least know how to play that little bit.
0: You've gone way <laughs> over your fuck threshold for this episode. I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, 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 I,
2: I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> um, what
0: I will say is, whenever I talk to recent um, when i when I talk about it, like the team or whatever, one of the biggest mm. things he always talks about is how proud he is of you, particularly, and oh. how far you've come as a break player. So that's a thing. Uh,
2: nice. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, before uh, I joined NOS, actually in the beginning when I played with NOS, uh, it was a big one on brick and I played Zaya because I used to play Zaya before um, for Singularity and like other stuff. And then I joined NOS and uh, I played Zaya, big one played uh, brick. But it didn't go so well, mostly because I don't know how to um, grab, my grab doesn't get eaten. You and-
1: press Q. Oh. <laughs> I mean yeah yeah I just do, but it's so it's oh so
2: God, hard you?
6: to
2: it's so hard to look at the matrix while I don't know while everything else is going on and stuff, so I became Did brick and yes, I became brick and uh, big one swap society, and I learned, but um I always played the the no stun
3: through shield brick, so I think that's a good thing though I never tried the brick that could stun through shield so I think that's helped me but
0: fair yeah all right let's see um okay this was it said at grind um and we did touch on this a little bit so i think i'm actually going to skip this but the question was what do you think of Pfft. Um,
1: he's great and sh- needs to be bought out by an owl team
2: i agree
1: yeah well that cool. was easy
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving long.
0: um another question for obling damn i thought that uh, uh not push. done yet oh. <laughs> let's go what do you think of lucio players i feel like there's like an inside story here but i'm just gonna go with it Uh,
3: what do i think of lucio players i think lucio players are like
2: okay so lucio players is something that like changed i think like beforehand lucio players were like mostly the guys who was like Oh shit.
6: Do someone oh, else, yeah. do someone
0: else. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm Don't, don't am saying, i i <laughs> in. <it anymore. laughs> <Come on. laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, you say hi? you say hi? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, quick for camera to mix when check out all the other stuff. Oh, they all check out? Yeah, I'm standing the <laughs> <wrong before.
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the whole gang.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. okay, sorry. Yes.
1: Okay, Lucio players.
2: <laughs> Lucia players. Okay, so I've, like I said before, my role used to be the most flashy now I'm playing the most dull role. I think Lucia players has changed. Before it was like mostly about being like uh, having a big brain and like decision making doing shot calls and stuff, but I think more recently Lucio player has to do so much mechanically. Like, and Lucio can do so much in the ghost, ghost manner. Beforehand, you, you Lucio just had to like peel for the flex support or whatever. So I think that
3: changed. Who is the
1: best Lucio in EU?
3: Best Lucio EU? Yeah, Webster. Um. <laughs> Webster.
2: So Lucio is also about most calls. Who? I would say Gustav. Gustav is insane. Hey.
0: Of course, But
2: then again, but then again, like Lucio is a lot about calls and I don't, I haven't tried everyone, so I can't really say for sure. But I think Gustav is insane. So yeah.
0: Okay. No bias. Um. All right. Another one for Obling. Jeez, dude. Oh my god. Uh, start Probably the Obling boy. fan club, <laughs> <laughs> along with Marfil. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you've been constantly improving over each season? Season, or did you have one season where you thought you were just like insane?
2: Um, we're talking like, are we talking rank seasons or uh, contender season? You think?
0: It wasn't specified. Whoever asked okay. this question, if you're still around, if you could specify that, I'll just go to the next one for now. So uh, the question was, do you think you've been constantly improving over each season or did you have one season where you thought you were insane? Uh, whoever asked that question, if you can just specify if it was ranked or uh, specifically it's, contenders. It's probably contenders right? seasons, right? Uh, maybe. I, mean, who let's, knows?
4: Yeah. I think it so was next, ranked.
0: The- um, so the next one is for like everybody. Yeah. Do you guys think that teams would actually play 6v6 ranked games outside of Open Division to prove themselves?
2: Yes. You mean like a separate queue? Yeah,
3: well, we what we talked I mean, about like, that earlier.
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah like a,
0: yeah. yeah, like a specific six-man
1: queue.
5: Yeah, that would be fun.
1: Yeah, maybe, because then, yeah. then you could play with people who aren't on your competitive team but who you, like, maybe used to be on a team with or who you're, like, good friends with you enjoy playing with, like...
3: Yeah, I think it would be a good ad.
0: Okay, uh, we'll go back to that question. So mm-hmm. apparently he meant generally as a player, which, but he said we'll go with ranked.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. So in ranked, I definitely kept improving. Um, like the first of couple of seasons, of course. Like when I see like. Um, if I did like a, how do I call it? A clip of like a, some cool stuff I did back then. It's like,
4: mm-hmm.
2: like why did I even clip this? Like it's not even that good. <laughs> yeah, you know? so, I had that I, moment too. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely feel like I improve over the course of my seasons. Except though, because there's some point when people, I'm going to go back to the other thing we talked about earlier, that people started like stacking and rating didn't really matter that much when we're talking about rank, right so there's like at some point i'm like okay rank doesn't it doesn't mean anything to be high rated i think anymore so i'm like mm-hmm. just playing to have fun playing to talk to my stream or whatever so i would say around probably season five or something
3: i stopped really improving in rank. yeah
0: all right all right that was our, our very last question yeah, thanks guys. Uh, so we didn't get to do the silly bits because y'all didn't think of anything good and chat didn't think of anything good,
1: except for the Jimmy Neutron cosplay. Yes. I feel like we should just I'm kind of glad about that. I don't want to be making any <laughs> scary bets. I'm such I a mean, pussy when it comes to stuff like that. Like, I don't I, already,
4: I think I think you even pinned it in the, in the one Discord that I said that I will donate 50 euros to Purge stream if they make contenders.
0: Oh, let's go Ooh. recent oh this is a good one i'm putting this out no no i'm putting this out on blast everybody recent has said he will dye his hair pink if clockwork make it to contenders Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i think
4: purge let's go
1: i think you should rename clockwork vendetta to shoes money crew eu academy
6: <laughs>
5: no, we I should rename to Molfig, the... he's the only man who. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Molfig, I like that. Molfig Academy.
3: Molfig Academy, I like it.
5: Molfig I like it. Molfig's not like crew. I, like Molfig.
0: <laughs> I have said consistently, y'all's name should be Fire and Ice. That just makes Fire
5: sense. and Ice, just because of
1: May. and Torb. Hell yeah. yeah. Dude, you combine those ultimates and then everybody just. Fire and Ice, Wind it. and Rain, like, we gave getting a Pokemon hit. Oh, uh,
5: I mean, maybe. The thing is that, um, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, if we just call ourselves like fire and ice, we gotta play Torbenet or else it will be just... (laughs) It's like being called, uh, there was this French team called like Chevre, uh, which basically means a goat or or goat. And then they didn't play goats, which uh, was a bit weird. (laughs) You know, it doesn't work. (laughs) It was <laughs> yeah. a bit weird. <laughs> it was like a mind game, but then it was like,
0: yeah. I don't know.
5: Mm. Mind games, PogChamp.
0: That actually, how did you guys come up with your team name, Clockwork Vendetta?
5: Uh, so basically, we hate the GOATS meta. We hate the GOATS players. Mm. So uh, because they took our playoff spot or the, our trial spot last season, we came back. Boom, ever Vendetta. Every GOATS team, they, they will die. They, they We will beat them. <laughs> Every single GOATS team that abused 3-3 to get into high rank, now that GOATS is worse, we'll beat them. No problem.
1: Meanwhile, the clockwork... meanwhile, Clockwork from Houston Outlaws is sitting there being like, how the fuck did I offend these guys?
5: <laughs> 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 okay.
1: Yeah.
0: okay. Okay,
3: okay,
5: okay. Yeah, I have been I,
0: noticing, I, a lot of people have been posting screenshots about their ranked games, and it's Every single game, Arissa, Roadhog, yeah, <laughs> yes.
5: Yes. What can I say? What can <laughs> I say?
0: It's going to be the Clockwork Veneta comp. Yeah. The, the comparison that I always make, so I've had a lot of NA people in my DMs, like, mm-hmm. lol, how are you losing to this comp, Lal? And I was like, Listen, Shoes Money Crew NA, even before Shoes Money Crew NA, you had the team goats who invented goats and the whole world is making fun of y'all for losing to goats and now we've been losing to goats for over a year (laughs) they popularized goats this nonsense
1: they popularized goats
5: yeah it's gonna gonna be fun when uh when it becomes the new meta and then we get picked (laughs) up for a certain like really high team they want they want the inside info they want how do we how do we dominate with this comp you know
6: kind of like how uh,
5: a lot of the goats players like I think you all picked up and stuff, or, mm. uh, yeah, I or so.
2: yeah, I think so. I think he was on the original culture,
5: <clears throat> yeah. So that's all we got to do win contenders. Then Overwatch League Easy Club season three. Let's go, <laughs> yes,
0: just win contenders. Forehead,
5: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you just gotta nothing to it but to do it. <laughs>
0: All right, guys, I think that's pretty much everything we have time for tonight. Uh, we are a little bit over time, but uh, it was definitely worth it. So I'm going to thank everybody for being here tonight. You guys have been yeah, absolutely... Yeah, thanks
4: that. for having me. It was really yeah, nice. Thanks, yeah. yeah. It was really it was nice. Of fun.
0: Um, it was awesome. That I do want to mention, I actually wanted to mention this when we were talking about World Cup and the future of Tier 3 for the mm-hmm. year, because obviously the next Open division is likely only going to be in December, just due to how the calendar has worked and the fact that there are only two seasons a year. So uh, for those of you guys that aren't aware, um, there is a tournament that is coming up. And I I do know that Clockwork is involved in this tournament. There are uh, three other teams that have been confirmed as well. It's the Monkey Bubble Invitational. um, And these guys have been doing a lot. Uh, It's the Overwatch Community Exchange Discord server. And they have created this new tournament. And it... As I mentioned, it's an invitational, uh, and what they do is they watch teams' performance in various tournaments throughout the year. Things like the Get Good, uh, the Caster's Nest Cup, the Tournament of Future Champions—all of those—they watch the teams, and there's a point-based system. So uh, when teams participate, they get a point, mm-hmm. and the higher you rank in the specified tournament, the more points you get, and the highest-pointed teams will be invited to this tournament, and the great thing about it is that if you go check on their website, uh, there's actually like a scouting um, application, so scouts can apply, and they give you tons of information. They'll give you uh, POV VODs, they'll give you statistics, they'll give you absolutely anything you need at at the touch of a finger. So this is a really great tournament, and uh, uh, as far as I know, there is going to be an as yet unannounced prize pool as well, so there's a lot of great things that are happening in tier three. Um, It's not dead. (laughs) <laughs> for the rest of the year, so please, guys, don't disband just yet if you do have a tier three team, uh and that's where you can catch Clockwork Vendetta. uh I think it's going to be off trial, so it's trials first, and then uh, we'll have that competition as well. And of course, Shoes Money Crew, you can catch them in the next season of Contenders. Geo is going to be doing China the finals
1: very soon. What well, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not casting the finals, but the finals How are very soon. <laughs> How dare you? I think I believe that next weekend. Check the, the website.
0: website. You were the chosen one.
1: Well, I'm sure Jia will be doing tons of fantastic things
0: as she absolutely always does, slaying it in Mm esports. And Feebo, you're leaving Overwatch.
4: Yes, I am. What? Where are you going, man? (laughs) Studies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's going to Shanghai. Uh, Shanghai. Okay, Purge does not listen.
5: (laughs) No, no, but like, you're leaving for good? (laughs) Yes. Yes, Man, you, you can find a career Don't Just learn Chinese, I just learn Chinese for you years years. Learned Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> they five years. And they, maybe I, season
1: I, I already six. said there is a Chinese Academy team with an English coach. You can do it, I mean, yeah, maybe. Possible. Kefri played on a Korean team. I mean,
6: yes. it can be
0: done. So, I'm, I'm gonna put a pin in that and I'm gonna say you'll be back because uh, I'm terrible with goodbyes. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of The Grind. It's been absolutely fantastic having all of you. Thank you, Bemi, for being our producer once again. You're a star and for absolutely dying of laughter in our ears while we're trying to keep a straight face. Um, it's been a pleasure to have all of you. Thank you to all of the viewers that were here. Thank you for all of your questions. Thank you for participating. And as I mentioned, I'm terrible with goodbyes. So I will see you in the next episode, likely next week. Have a good evening, and I'll see you then.